Bogies and Ghoulies 2022 presents The Hat Man by Sarah Golding. Hello. Please be advised this is scary. Might be worth having an adult nearby you can hold hands to and a good pillow to hide behind or put on your ears or some such. The Hat Man is suitable for all horror-loving kids, probably age 10 and up. And if you're unsure, well, parental guidance is advised and, well, if you're not sure, maybe listen with an adult you know. And love, or get them to listen first and see how scared they get. All trigger warnings are on the show notes. So, if you're ready, sit back, relax, and enjoy The Hat Man. (laughs) It was a quiet October 31st in the early 2000s. I was three years old. We'd gone trick-or-treating down our road a few hours before bed. Me dressed as a ghost and knocked on too many pumpkin-footed doors and I had eaten far too much chocolate and felt a bit ill and was a bit naughty. Mummy and Daddy, I'm sure of how to stop me being hyper, said that if I didn't go to bed soon and stay in bed and behave myself, the hat man would come for me. They said the hat man took the souls of naughty, greedy, unkind children and my behaviour that night, though part the fault of a self-induced chocolate sugar rush, was also rather naughty, greedy and unkind. I eventually had my milk with a side serving of sulk thyme and settled into bed. My tummy like a storm as it digested the rich foods and the too many sweeties I'd eaten. I'd been dressed for bed in a flurry of Don't want you, I'm not sleepy taut refusals and eventually settled in a grump a little under the warming covers my quick breath making smoke of the air around me for a short while which was odd as I listened to a story with my hands on and off my ears like a spoilt, grumpy pickle and felt slowly dozier with the turning of each beautifully red page I fell asleep before the end of the story and opened my eyes to see Mummy retreating backwards in the dark, thinking I was fully asleep. I gazed dreamily up at my smiling, backwards-walking Mummy as she blew me a kiss, whispering, Good night, my darling. Sleep tight. I love you. And put my door to a little sliver of dampened landing lights sprawling across the wall. It was a very quiet house. My tummy rumbled on. In a pre-sleep daze, I turned my gaze upwards to the prone animal mobile I still had next to my bed. Long broken, but there for comfort. Good night, tiger, I said out loud, a cloud of condensation pushing through the air. That was, again, odd, but I was so tired... I didn't really think about it. With a big breath in, I shut my eyes and opened them again. I awoke just as the clock was striking the first of twelve loud slow-motion dongs. It had felt like seconds had passed instead of hours since the end of the story as I jerked awake with a quick sharp breath to the sounds of the clock and my animal mobile. My long-since-broken, beloved mobile, rotating uncomfortably quickly, then slowly, quietly, then slowly, round my head above the cot bed, thrumming with familiar tunes that had somehow turned to menace 
from the soothing tones expected. I was still in a cot bed, as Mum and Dad couldn't afford another bed yet. It was a high-backed cot facing the window barred to the sides and a tiger etching up the tall bed head. I loved tigers. I was clearly too old for this bed now and clearly too big. I hoped that maybe in a few weeks I'd be in a big kid bed. I thought, I wished, I hoped. I wanted so much to be a big kid. I really did. But one day, that day, the night of that day, the hat man came and changed me forever. Tick tock, tick tock, went the big landing clock. Squelch, squirt, thump, thump, up the stairs, some footsteps trump, all in black, dark as a bat. It is he who is coming, the man in the hat. I was asleep, but awake, but asleep. could hear him coming, but felt deaf to the world, felt dumb to the world, felt blind to the world, felt numb. I wanted to get up and scream for mum and dad, start running. He's coming, he's coming, the hat man is coming. But I was somehow paralysed, unable to move, truly unable to do anything. He climbed to the landing, could hear his dark breath. His movement relentless, his presence meant death. He entered the doorway, stood still for a moment, me wondering... What's he doing? Where will he go? He didn't approach from the front in straight lines, but zigzagged so strangely, flickered glitched whole black lines. I held all my breath. I still couldn't move. So scared was I lying there, heart stopped. In a groove, I lay looking up at the ceiling above, at the edge of my cot, at the mobile I love. And at once, all the air seemed to go from the room. I just could not breathe as an eerie hush loomed, as if time itself had just uttered last breath, and my eyes darted round as I feared my death. I didn't wait long, as I stared up at bedhead trim. Gentle eyes raising up and I spotted the black brim of his round-rimmed wide hat as it sheared into view and I croaked in my throat. Hatman, I don't like you. The hat kept on growing until it was full, the brim getting wider. What scared face I did pull and the eyes of the hat man, the nose of his face, the chin of the hat man rose dark into space. The scariest face of the hat man in place, looming over the lip of the bed by my face. A terrifying smile appeared underneath with threatening menace and grey shiny teeth. I screamed a no scream. But all that came out was a squeak, I do fear. The face above mine as I looked up so scared was close enough now to sweet kiss if I dared. The frozen expression of malice on face that a three-year-old child should so never embrace. The smell of tobacco, 
The stench of decay accompanied the hat man who froze here. No play. His eyes locked on mine, his teeth dripping fluid, and me paralysed under spell of this dark druid. He sucked in his teeth and sighed out a soul. And I started to whimper and feel so less whole. I felt all my innards a buzzy and shaken, and wished with all I had that myself could awaken. For what could this mean, this hat man by my bed? It's surely a dream, this dread figure and head. A soul-sucker man was the man with the hat, the hat man who took all bad children, like that. The cheeky one, naughty, the weak and foe brave. No none could escape the rapture of this knave. A true prince of darkness, a reaper of doom, and I couldn't believe he was here in my room. In desperate attempt to free soul of his glare, I remembered my life and my love and a prayer. I managed to say as my soul sucked out flat, with last breath and a will, Oh, hey, Nightman, sir, I do love your hat. I'm sorry for bad words and being so naughty. I promise I'll try to be nicer, not haughty. I'll do what my parents both asked me to do. I won't answer back or be silly, it's true. I'll sure think of others, be gentle and kind. And all this I promise, if you leave me my mind. These words fell like glitter and lit up the room. The hat man, he spiralled and whizzed to his doom. Some kind words well meant was all that it took to rid my night time of the hat man, the spook. The screams of trapped thousand bad souls in his hat screamed out, Well done, big kid! And poof, just like that. Normal ticking resumed from the clock in the hall and the moonlight fought through to shine bright on my wall. The hat man dissolved in sharp moonlight ray. And I turned on my side, hugged myself, and did say, Well, the hat man is gone. Phew, thank goodness for that. As the dawn peaked without looming man in the hat. Hours passed, tick-tock, I stared up and out, until my eyes could stay open no more, and no doubt I felt awash with relief and soul kept. I succumbed to a deep sleep slumber and slept. Next morning, my parents came soft to my room, none the wiser for my nighttime chills and thrills and near brush with death. It was a cold, unusually frozen November morning. There was a tinkling frost on my walls and even some on the ceiling. My parents were both so bemused that the carpet was like snow and it crunched as they trod, covering as they slippered across the room the heavy footsteps of the hat man who had last night visited, hopefully never to be seen again. I was raised aloft and cuddled in a shiver of love 
and grateful for their kindness and warmth and care. So, the moral of this story? If you are in peril and things do feel scary and your heart beats fast, mischievous soul feels wary, do adhere to the big kid's survival code. Be polite to an entity, no matter what forebodes, for some good, kind words may be all that you need to get rid of a nasty thing. Stop. Man feed. <laughs>